0: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company, affiliates, and other insurers. Discount not available in all states or situations. Welcome to the Skull King Football Podcast, presented by Vox DFS Firelines. Now, here are your hosts, Justin and Ryan Skolrude. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Skull King Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Ryan Skollrud. I am your host. And founder of Skull King Football, uh, we have a, a good show for you tonight. We uh, have a little bit more of the um, updates in terms of the injuries that are happening in the NFL. A couple of big ones coming up. Uh, a little bit of breaking news that came through um, basically just as I was about to start recording this. That uh, by the time many of you listen to this, you'll have already known. But uh, kind of when it's it's this news is more. Um, dynasty-related than it is redraft. Uh, but, you know, we figured we'd let you know anyways. Uh, so we'll be going over a little bit of the injury news. And then after that, we will dig into the um, second half of games for this weekend. Um, quick reminder, there are Saturday games this week. I believe the Saturday games, let me actually pull those up real quick. Uh, yeah, it's the uh, the Texans at the Jets. And the Browns at the Broncos are the two Saturday games, so just make sure if you have uh, any of the Texans, the Jets, well, hopefully no one has is having to deal with having the jets on their on their rosters for the playoffs. uh the browns uh, and the Broncos, so basically we're looking at like Lamar Miller, Hopkins, uh Najoku, Chubb, maybe Baker Mayfield, depending on if you're streaming quarterbacks. Uh, possibly Jarvis Landry. they we're looking, you know, the Broncos. Philip Lindsay should be about the only startable uh, player for the Broncos in the fantasy playoffs. Uh, unless it's a deeper league. Maybe you've got, uh, you know, Sutton or Deshaun Hamilton. Um, and that should be it uh, for uh, fantasy relevant players for the Saturday games. Again, Saturday games. Two of them this week uh, for the semifinals. All right. That is, uh, that is it for the early announcements. Let's go ahead and get started with today's headlines. Today's headlines. All right. Starting off, uh, Odell Beckham and Rhett Ellison did not practice uh, but went through walkthroughs on Wednesday for the Giants. Uh, still, I'm not too worried yet about Odell I think that, you know, since he's been feeling better, they are giving him a little bit more of a chance to uh, to recover and just not overworking him. I He should be ready to go for the game uh, against the Titans this weekend. John Harbaugh has uh, named Lamar Jackson as the starting quarterback for Week 15. Joe Flacco is back in healthy. However, he will be the backup. Uh, he will be the number two quarterback for the Ravens. And this kind of spells the end of the Joe Flacco era uh, in Baltimore. Uh, Eagles QB Carson Wentz is dealing with a back issue. is not expected to to play this week, sources say. Depending on the result, given the time of year, Wentz may not even play again in 2018. It looks like it may be the Nick Foles show finishing off the season for the Eagles. Uh, LaShawn McCoy is not practicing Wednesday with his hamstring. From what I've heard uh, and just kind of read about, um, I would be cautious as to LaShawn McCoy actually playing this week. um uh, maybe if you can maybe get a hold of someone like Chris Ivory um, if you have LaShawn McCoy uh, unless you have better options, and then just go with those. Jordan Reed, with his toe is not practicing on Wednesday. Uh, you know he's often dealing with um, dealing with injuries. If he is healthy, I think that he is about the only rosterable player for the Redskins this coming week. So uh no practice for Ezekiel Elliott. It is Wednesday. They're giving him a rest day, not overworking him. Um, Deshaun Jackson with his thumb remains sideline Wednesday's practice. So as far as as far as uh Jackson goes, really, uh it this is more about uh, Chris Godwin and um Adam Humphreys getting more work. Uh, in the slot and outside opposite of uh, Mike Evans. Isaiah Crowell with his toe remains silent on Wednesday's practice. It does not look like Crowell is going to go this week. Uh, You're more likely going to be seeing um, uh, Trenton Cannon or uh, uh, who's it? Um, Elijah McGuire. So, not exactly great options. However, the two of them have also been dealing with injury. So, really, let's just be honest. You don't really want much to do at all with the Jets' offense, at all, <laughs> for this week, uh, unless you're unless you're desperate and you're just looking for a guy who who has the possibility of having uh, a lot of volume. Uh, Ryan Tannehill uh, is playing on Sunday unless uh, something crazy happens, according to Adam Gase, uh, Miami. Uh, this week is going up against who the Dolphins have. The Vikings, not the best matchup. They're, yeah, we'll get into that later too. Uh, Julio was not a practice on Wednesday. Uh, probably giving him a rest day again. Just veteran, a lot of veteran rest days, honestly, in this in this injury report. So there's not a whole lot to report. David Johnson did not practice on Wednesday. I think that's just a rest day for him. Um, update... Uh, Odell Beckham did practice, but was limited. Uh, as far as the Thursday night football game goes, uh, let's just go ahead and get try to see if I can hit all these. Uh, Tyreek Hill is questionable. However, reports and sources have said that he is going to play. The Chargers have a fish. Oh, and then also uh, Spencer Ware is doubtful for the Chiefs. As far as the Chargers go, Melvin Gordon is questionable and has flown out with the team uh, to Kansas City. He will be a game time decision, it looks like. Austin Eckler has already been declared out at this point. Justin uh, Justin Jackson looks like he could be either just you know filling in Eckler's role or could be a, a really big have a really big role against the Chiefs uh, this weekend. Or sorry, uh, Thursday. So when you're this would be tonight's game for those of you who uh, are listening to the podcast since this will air Thursday morning. Um, Matt Breida returned to practice Wednesday is getting in a limited session. That means that's probably the end of, of Harris. Uh, a lot of his time, unless they're, they just try to keep it uh, simple with Breida not uh, overwork him in the game against Seattle this weekend. T Y Hilton with his ankle did not practice Wednesday. Again, I think this is a veterans, a veterans day off. Uh, Pete Carroll said that Doug Baldwin is day-to-day, still hoping that he can play Sunday um, with his hip injury. Uh, who, yeah, Julio did not practice Wednesday. Uh, Pete Carroll also says that Rashad Penny uh, has a knee issue, will not pra- did not practice Wednesday. We will see how he is doing uh, coming into this, uh, the rest of the week. Uh, if you have Rashad Penny and you're depending on him, you need to pick up Mike Davis. However, I, I'm not. I think that Davis uh, is more likely to get uh, more pass down situation type stuff with Penny out um, behind Chris Carson than uh, Penny would behind Chris Carson. Um, let's see. Ben Roethlisberger didn't practice today with his rib injury. He is going to play this weekend against the Patriots at home. That's you know that's not a question. So uh, Ben is going to play. They'll you know if he's got to sit all week. They'll let him sit. Uh, Allen Robinson didn't practice on Wednesday. Again, like I said, a lot of Veterans Day is off. And then the final note here, this is this kind of bummer news. Uh, for the Redskins, an infection in Darius Geis' torn ACL required three additional knee surgeries and therefore brings his 2019 availability into question which is really a bummer. I mean, the guy has dealt with injuries through his career at LSU. And then in preseason, looked like he was healthy, really looked really good in the preseason, then ends up tearing his ACL. Um, Really a tough break for him. Excuse me. I'm coughing in the mic. Um, Really tough break for him. And so uh, hopefully he will be able to um, come back from this uh, and be able to hopefully play in time for the twenty nineteen season. All right, so that is it for like I said, that is it for the um, yeah for the uh, the news, let's go ahead and get into the lineups. I wanna again, I'm trying to make these quick and easy for you guys. I'm gonna go through these eight uh, these eight matchups and then uh, and uh, and and sign off. Uh again, we want to uh give you the, the news that you need and not uh over explain too much. So uh again, uh the the lineups or the matchups uh this weekend are brought to you by StatRoute. Uh go to statroute.com to get all the new or all the uh the stats that you possibly need for your research. Uh they have been great for us here at Skull King Football. Uh they have helped me and my brother Justin. Uh, with our rankings, with the articles, with the research for the podcast. A uh, little brag on Justin real quick. Uh, Justin actually finished eighth on uh, on uh, Fantasy Pros this last week for his uh, ranking accuracy. Um, so congratulations, Justin. He really, I mean, his rankings were spot on this last week. So again, uh, congratulations to Justin. We couldn't have done it without StatRoute. Um, and the, the research that we that we get from them and what they can provide. So again, go to statrout.com. Get the last little bit of the fantasy playoffs for $9. Um, go to statrout.com. Use the promo code plus little plus sign, plus to get the last little bit of the season for $9. All right, let's go ahead and get into these lineups and these matchups. Starting off with the Titans and the Giants. As far as the Titans go... Uh, I think that Marcus Mariota in this one could possibly be a quarterback too. The Giants defense uh, hasn't been the best, to be completely honest. Um, I want to say, here, let me pull up their uh, their defensive passing. Uh, they are in uh, about the bottom third in terms of uh, pass yards per game, giving up about 250. They have given up 18 touchdowns. Oh they have fifteen interceptions, which is, you know, on the, the the higher half of the league. And uh about uh let's see where are they at uh, only twenty-four sacks. So uh, and, but the the passer rating they only give up an eighty seven point two passer rating. So the they'll be pretty good. Uh so I think that Marcus Mariota is more of a quarterback two for two quarterback leagues. That's the best I would use him for. If you have to use him for your for your team, uh your streaming quarterbacks I hope that the rest of your team absolutely um, rocks it, so you don't have to worry about, um, you know, the the roller ride that has been Marcus Mariota uh, over the last few weeks. I still like Deion Lewis in this in this one uh, catching passes out of backfield. Derrick Henry, I mean, it's kind of hard to ignore what he did last week. I st- I don't think I had him listed as a running back three last week, which really killed my ranking accuracy. Um. I would put him as a running back two this week, to be completely honest. Probably a higher end running back two if the Titans offensive line can get going um, like they did last week. The problem with that is is that they do have Jack Conklin who just went on IR, which is a major blow to that offensive line. So again, I think Henry is going to be high to mid running back two for this game. Um, and as far as Corey Davis goes, he's really the only receiver receiver left on this team. Um, you know, with size, since uh, John Smith also went down uh, on IR. So Davis, I think, is he's more in that wide receiver two, wide receiver three range. Moving on to the Giants, obviously you're going to play Odell if he's healthy. You're going to play Saquon no matter what. He's just having an absolutely stupid, phenomenal year. Uh, so you're going to play him, and you're going to. I I have Shepard as a flex play in this one. Against the Titans' defense, um, I don't think you play Ingram. I believe Ingram is healthy. Uh, I haven't seen anything on him the last couple days, uh, so I think that Ingram is healthy. If he is healthy, he is a he is a tight end two max. He is the fourth option in this offense since they don't have much of an offensive line. Saquon's doing most of this on his own. Uh, they're not getting any protection really for uh, for Eli. And so it's kind of hard to trust uh, really Shepard even as a flex, when I think he could be a wide receiver too uh, if the line could give Eli time. So I'm not using I'm not using Ingram. I don't trust him. If you have other options, I understand there's not a lot of options out there because the tight uh, the tight end position has actually absolutely been decimated. If you have other options, go with them. If you have no other choice, you know he should hopefully get you maybe you know a couple of catches in about 20 30 yards so you don't get a zero. Uh, Next game, the Dolphins at the Vikings. Uh, After the disappointing game that the Vikings had at CenturyLink Field against the Seahawks on Monday Night Football, firing their offensive coordinator, um, I am putting a lot of stock in the Vikings having a comeback game in this next week. I think the Dolphins are living on a high after beating the uh, Patriots on that uh, comeback miracle uh, lateral play to Kenny Drake at the end of the game. So the only offensive option that I like in for the Dolphins in this game is Kenny Stills, uh, simply because they may have to pass it in order to keep up. Uh, the Vikings have have been vulnerable in the passing game. Not a lot, though. Uh, they are, what does it look like, it's fifth in the league in terms of pass yards given up per game at only 216. Um, they have given up 15 touchdowns. On the, uh, they have 12 interceptions. So they, they could be pretty vicious this week. The, I, I have the defense, um, the Vikings DST, as a start this week. Uh, and, of course, you're going to start Thielen. You're going to start Diggs. And I have Cook as a start, too. The, their head coach for the Vikings wants to run the ball more. I think they're going to get him more uh, running the ball. And, again, as far as rush defense goes, uh, Miami is the fourth worst in the league in terms of rush yards given up on the season. Uh, they average 139.5 yards given up per game on the ground. The Vikings, I believe, are going to run the ball a lot in this one. I think that Thielen also will get involved, but uh, Cook, I believe, is a running back too for this game uh, at home against the Dolphins. Uh, moving on, next game: Redskins at Jaguars. Not a whole lot of of value for me. Uh, in terms of fantasy in this one, I think that Reed if healthy and playing, will be a decent uh, kind of security blanket for Josh Johnson at the quarterback uh, position. But I love the Jaguars' DST in this one. I picked up the Jaguars for this game um, for the semifinals. I think that they are going to absolutely mow over the, uh, the Redskins. This is a home game for the Jags. Uh, other than that, uh, Fournette should be able to run the ball pretty well. I think he's a running back two. He has running back one upside, uh, but I think he's a running back two. And Westbrook is secondary flex play. I think he's a wide receiver four. Could put up some yards and and possibly get in the end zone. He has been back and forth, back and forth, in terms of his production uh, over the last few weeks. Um, I even just take a look at the last five weeks: ten targets, five receptions for thirty yards, then four for two and nineteen. Four targets for three yard for three receptions, forty-four yards and a touchdown. Five for three and twenty-five, and then ten for seven. Uh, ten targets, seven receptions, eighty-eight yards and a touchdown. So like I said, it's really been back and forth, back and forth, on how uh, he has been able to produce uh, over the season. Not a whole lot of consistency. So um, I'm not looking for a ton out of Westbrook, but if you need a wide receiver because of injury, I think that he could be a kind of a, a boom or bust type of uh, flex play for you. All right, moving on. Cowboys at the Colts. This could possibly turn into a shootout. However, the Cowboys' defense is very good. But the Colts have Andrew Luck as their quarterback. Now, I know that Andrew Luck has struggled a little bit the last couple games. And that does not dissuade me from playing him uh, in the semifinals. As far as the Cowboys go, I think that Dak is, for me, in this game probably quarterback two. Um, the Colts have been playing a little bit better uh, as of late. Let me uh, pull up uh, where they're at. Indianapolis middle of the pack in terms of giving up uh, passing yards, 242 yards per game. Number 15. Uh, they've given up 19 touchdowns, only have 11 interceptions. Uh, you know, 35 sacks. So I mean, middle of the road there. Really, they're a middle of the road defense, to be completely honest. That's what they are. Um, they could stop it. It helps that they're playing at home. The Cowboys are playing away. Um, Dak is going to lean on Cooper and Zeke in the run game. So I think that those three are the three guys to play. I don't trust the Cowboys' DST, although they have been absolutely solid. They're uh, you know top eight defense, I believe, maybe even top five. But the Colts, um, with luck and his ability to get the ball to uh, Eric Ebron, to T.Y. Hilton, uh, and to a whole bunch of no-name wide receivers, uh, he should be a solid back-end wide, uh, back-end uh, quarterback one for the Colts. Uh, Ebron, he's a top-five tight end this year, and Hilton, even with the injury last week, put up uh, big numbers. So I am, uh, I think that Hilton is a wide receiver two with wide receiver one upside. So. Uh move uh, as far as the running backs go for the Colts. Uh I'm just I'm having a hard time trust I th- trusting it. Mack could be okay if he gets involved in the passing game a little bit. The problem is a lot of that's been going to Neheim Hines. It's just too much inconsistency. So I think it I think that Mac is a flex play. Neheim Hines is a deeper flex play in flex play in PPR, and I think that's the best you're gonna get out of him. If it's bigger than that, you you know. Take it if you can get it, but I'm not I'm not counting on more than that kind of production. Um, I'm hoping for that kind of production and not counting on any more than that from the Colts running backs. Uh, moving on to my team, the Seahawks, going up against the 49ers in San Francisco. Uh, the Seahawks DST is definitely someone that I am playing. I have them uh, for this uh, in my, the League of Record, the Skull King Listener League. I am playing the Seahawks DST this week against the 49ers uh, after they absolutely mauled the 49ers uh, two weeks ago in Seattle. I'm not, look, I'm not expecting the exact same kind of production, but I think that the, the defense will play very solid, especially with how they played uh, Monday night against the Vikings. I do not – this is, has the possibility of being a track game. However, with how focused this team has been, I think that they will still be okay and the defense will play pretty well. As far as the Seahawks go on the offense, I like Wilson. Um, Carson is going to just mow over these 49ers. Um, I like Lockett as a wide receiver too. I believe on ESPN in uh on ESPN in regular PPR scoring, he is the wide receiver 19. So he is that uh back end wide receiver two. Maybe even down to wide receiver three, but I think you can plug him in as a wide receiver two. If your team, if your league has return yard scoring, that just bumps him up a little bit more. David Moore is a boomer bust flex play. I mean, he goes from having zero catches to three catches for, you know, 80 yards and a touchdown. So um, I think he could be be a solid play in this one as a flex, boomer bust flex if you need the depth. Baldwin I am kind of avoiding and here's and here's why. Baldwin is an extremely valuable player for this offense. He is an extremely um gifted wide receiver. However, the injuries have just kept him down. Uh this has just been a bad year for injuries for him. So, um I would not count on Baldwin playing. If he does play, I am not using him in any of my lineups. So, as far as the 49ers go, um you're going to play I I don't like Playing Mullins at all, um, he could put up numbers if you're desperate. Um, if the Seahawks get up big and he's you know he's got to throw the ball and you know he ends up throwing for 400 yards like he did two weeks ago, simply because the Seahawks are absolutely killing him. Um, Goodwin, I believe, is a flex play. Dante Pettis is another flex play um, with wide receiver two upside. I don't think he's going to put up the was it the four catch four or five catches for. 129 yards and two TDs again. But he could, he's shown that he has the ability to put the moves on in the NFL. And so he has, I think that he could be a wide receiver three. Um, And George Kittle, obviously he is their main uh, passing weapon uh, in the offense for the 49ers. And so you, if you have Kittle, you're using him. Uh, Moving on, the Patriots at the Steelers. Um, honestly, just you, you play the Patriots, uh, you, you're going to play Brady. You're going to play Sonny Michelle. James White is a flex play. I know that, uh, God, in some leagues, he has been like the running back, like 10, 11, 12, somewhere in there, depending on your scoring. Um, you know, he's been top 15. I think that he may struggle a little bit again. The Steelers are one of the best teams in the league at stopping receiving running backs. They're, I want to say, top five in yards given up, um, in the least amount of yards given up, and top five in the least amount of touchdowns given up to receiving running backs. So that uh, poses a little bit of a a damper on White's possible production for this game. Um, And I think this could become a, a bit of a passing affair. So I like Gordon. Uh, and Edelman and Gronk. I think Gordon's wide receiver three slash flex. Edelman's wide receiver two, simply because he doesn't get a lot of touchdowns and a ton of yards, but he gets a lot of receptions and PPR. And Gronk, I think, could is probably back to tight end one. It seems like he's um, healthy, so he will be mid-range tight end one for this game. Steelers, you're playing Ben. It's at home. He should be able to throw the ball all over the place. And as we proved, as the Patriots proved last week in Miami um, they are very susceptible to giving up big chunk plays that's really what cost them is uh, their first I think the first three touchdowns that they gave up to Miami were based off of uh, like a 35 a 55 and like a 70 yard play to put Miami into scoring position so um, Patriots were just unfocused last week uh, which you know I talked about how that's a that could have been a possibility Um, so I think that the Steelers could put up, again, a lot of points themselves. So you're starting Ben. He is going to play. Antonio Brown, you're starting Juju. As far as Connor goes, I'm not sure that Connor is going to play. I think it's a possibility. Um, If you're playing in Yahoo and Connor is out, play Samuels as your tight end, Uh, unless you've got a better – unless you have, say, Zach Ertz um, or George Kittle. Then, you know, then you can play Samuels as either your flex or if you need him as a running back, you can play him there. Um, If Connor does play, I'm somewhat hesitant. I think he's more of a flex play and hope you can get more out of him than that. So I think that this could become a high-scoring affair and they kind of ignore the run game, to be completely honest. Moving on, two more games left. The Eagles and the Rams. Um So with the Eagles, it looks like Wentz isn't playing with the back issue. I don't necessarily trust Nick Foles, but if Nick Foles is the quarterback, um, I'm looking at Alshon. Uh, Adams, I think, is definitely going to be a a factor in this one. They're going to have to run the ball. And the Rams' defense, let me pull this up. Rams' rushing defense um, is they're in the bottom 10 in terms of runs. given. They give up – 5.1 yards per carry. Good grief. They're actually one of the worst teams in yard. They give up the most yards per carry. Um, And I think, let's be honest, I think a lot of that has to do with the fact they've gone up against the Seahawks twice. So um, they give up more yards per carry than any other team. However, they've only given up eight touchdowns. They give up 124 yards per game on the ground. And so I think that uh, Josh Adams could have some success running the ball. Ertz, you're obviously going to start. He's going to be the safety blanket for Nick Foles. Um, Golden Tate, Alshon's a wide receiver, too. Um, I think the Golden Tate is a flex play with wide receiver three upside. If he puts up more than that, awesome. However, Tate, I think, is still getting involved in this offense. They're still trying to figure out how to work him in. Now we're involving a quarterback change. That just does not put a whole lot of confidence for me in using Golden Tate in a lineup this week. Uh, the Rams, I like Goff uh, to have a pretty good game in this one. I think he is back in uh, quarterback one. Uh, I think they lean on Gurley, and Gurley could, uh, in this game, the uh, Eagles, let me look up the, the Eagles defense in terms of giving up a run. Uh, They are fifth worst, 4.9 yards per carry, 106 yards uh, per game, 10 touchdowns so far in the season. And so uh, this could be a big game for Gurley if they really get him involved. Uh, Cooks, Woods, Reynolds. Uh, Cooks is wide receiver three with wide receiver two upside. Woods, wide receiver two with wide receiver one upside. And Reynolds, I believe, is a flex play. Who could possibly put up wide receiver two numbers, depending on how they use him. And that many targets. I think for the most part though, it's going to focus on Gurley, Cooks, and Woods. So uh that's it for there. And then for the final game, the Saints and the Panthers. Um, this is going to be in Carolina, Monday night football. Uh for the Saints, it's I mean, you're you're playing your obvious people. You're gonna play Breeze, Kamara, Michael Thomas, Ingram is a running back too with uh running back one upside. I don't trust anyone else. I mean, if you're going to play in DFS and you want a a, a possible um, you know lottery ticket play, you can look at Traquan Smith. I would rather honestly go with someone like Kirkwood. I think is more likely to get the touch to get a touchdown to get you know a whole lot of value for you there uh, for uh, only a little bit of of salary cap. So um, Kirkwood or uh, gosh, who's the other guy? Who's the other minor receiver they have there uh uh Austin Carr or uh, or maybe even Tommy Lee Lewis um yeah i honestly i think i think your best bet to be completely honest is probably going to be Kirkwood um yeah Kirk, Kirkwood or Carr honestly uh if you're going to use uh, someone in say for dfs but as far as season long goes in the playoffs Breeze Camara Michael Thomas, Ingram, that's it. I don't trust anyone else on that Saints office, offense to really do much. Other than that, you're playing, you know, it's, you're looking at DFS value plays. Uh for the Panthers, I'm still starting Cam if I've got him because he's probably your best option at quarterback anyways. Um I'm not confident in playing Cam Newton simply because he's been dealing with a shoulder injury. Um but I think it's you know if you have no one else, I think I think he's more quarterback too. To be completely honest, in this game, um, Christian McCaffrey I think is going to put up yards. Just he is he is too talented to not do it. He is going to put up yards whether it be on the ground or through the air. Um, I like Curtis Samuel again, wide receiver three with wide receiver two upside, and DJ Moore again, wide receiver three with wide receiver two upside. I think they're more they're probably more flex plays. Um, depending on how your lineup is set um, for your league, but those are that's kind of how I'm going with those guys. Uh, Ian Thomas, again at this point, you know you don't have if you don't have anyone else to play at tight end because that's all that there is. Um, Ian Thomas is probably the, the the trendy name to use from the waiver wire. Sure, go ahead. I think the Saints are one of the worst teams in the league in terms of giving up pass yards or fantasy points to the tight end position. So if you need someone that's I mean, yeah, you can go with Ian Thomas. I'm not trusting a whole lot. Uh however, this last week um he did finish with 11 targets, 9 receptions and 77 yards. So, um he maybe he may actually be starting to become that that safety blanket for uh for cam that uh that uh greg olson was uh for many years. So all right, well that's it. That's all we've got for for this uh for this episode. I want to thank you guys again for taking the time to listen to the show. Um make sure to subscribe uh on uh god, where are we? We're on iTunes, Castbox, um Google Play, Stitcher. Wherever you take wherever you listen to our podcast, we'd really appreciate if you guys take the time to uh, subscribe. Um, we will. We have one more week. This is the last uh, episode for this week. I will be doing episodes in week 16. I will have family in town celebrating the holidays uh, uh, for week 17. Very few leagues actually have um, have playoffs in week 17. If you guys need help week 17, feel free to DM me on. Uh, on, you can follow us on Facebook. We're a you have our, our Facebook group, uh, the Skull King Fantasy Football Group. You can uh, join that. You can follow us on Instagram. You can follow me on Twitter at Skull King Ryan, uh, or the uh, actual Skull King uh, account itself, uh, Skull King FB. Uh, we uh, feel free to DM us there with any questions you have. Again, guys, uh, we uh, hope you have a great. Uh, fantasy football semifinals getting ready for the championships next week. Uh, my name is Ryan Sculler. This has been the Skull King fantasy football podcast. We will talk to you guys later. Hey Skull King Nation. Thank you for listening to the Skull King football podcast. Did you like this episode? If so, be sure to go to iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and YouTube to subscribe. Also, please leave us a rating and reviews to let us know how we can better help you rule your leagues.